Right. Good morning and welcome to episode number, I want to say eight. Yes. Of yes. God's Best Kids podcast. My name is Ophion and I'm joined here by Harrison. And yeah, thanks for being here. Um, have you been this have you been this week? Pretty good. Um busy. Busy, tired, good. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, likewise. Likewise, likewise, thriving, enjoying, enjoying life, enjoying life. So obviously today I want to start off with first topic, which is obviously the biggest thing that's happening right now. Global football and tournament. Start with the World Cup. And um, specifically England. So what do you make of the last two games we've watched of England? So Senegal last night and Wales last Friday. Um I saw a tweet this morning, which I think which is I think how I start all of my opinions. Um but a very German. We're very German. Yeah, we have a few like very obvious potential slips in us, and but like once we get settled into the game, we're very efficient. And like when we like we have this feeling about us, and we've had it for the last few tournaments. Like when we want to score, we score. Hmm. And the rest of the time, we're kind of just like taking it slowly and working it out. And but like we don't really mess up many opportunities like anymore. We're clinical. Like Jude's decision to take four midfielders on instead of passing it like first time or second time, and then pass it when he like set like Henderson. Through no for like before the Kane goal. Oh right, I think was it Kane? When when he took on like four midfielders in the middle of the park, like ran ran through the midfield a little bit and then passed it off instead of passing it straight away. He like that's the kind of thing that would mess up a goal. And he just like did it like knowing what the risk is like you were about to set up a two on one situation if you just passed it straight away but instead you made it an even better situation by drawing four players onto you um i just think we have confidence i think i can't really speak about the wales game too much because it was quite i just didn't focus on it I, I i just got bored by it i don't it didn't mean anything to me to be honest like yeah but last night as i say shaky in terms of if we're not winning um it feels like it could very much go either way depending on who scores first yeah. but then once we get into rhythm we seem fine yeah i think that's a fair analysis like definitely shaky first 20 minutes i think like we'll watch we're watching it in my friend's house like a group of us i think it could kind of feel like the tension in the air. We're like, ah, oh, is it going to be just going to be a bit long? Because Senegal getting chances in behind, um, giving away the ball in positions where, you know, dangerous positions. Um, but wow, Jude Bellingham, special, special talent, man. 
special talent. Did extremely well yesterday. Um, 19 as well, taking on responsibility like that. I think something to be commended and mm. celebrated. I was surprised that Rashford didn't get a start considering the hat trick. It's just kind of something we all see, like, he's scoring your last match or even, like, a hat trick. He had start on the next one. But it looks like Southgate made the right decision because Saka and Foden? Foden. Yeah. The job done, in it? But, listen, okay. we've got strength and depth. We're blessed having Grealish and Rashford coming off the bench. I mean, that's... That's insane depth. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, it's insane that you've basically got what would be valued at like £150 million worth of players just able to come on when you need them. Like, Yeah. I don't think we need to play that good football. Like, it's tournament football. You don't need to play that pretty football. Like, if it, if we're, if it was a season, like, I'd be a bit worried. I'd be like, yeah. Southgate... But like it is tournament football, so all that matters is the result. Like you can put the performance off, like you don't need the performance. But I think the performance does instill a bit of confidence, people at home. But like I'm sure who like who cares kind of thing in their heads. Like, as long as we win, I think that's the most important getting through to the next round. Like even against France, I don't think you have to play that riveting football. Like make it a bit of a slog and just come out with a win kind of thing. Well, I was about to ask, um, how do you think the France game's going to go? Because I've seen a lot of people say, like, suffer ball final, kind of. Like, nah. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I feel like we could win. We could win, obviously. Like, there's a chance there for us because threats to defence are looking a bit shaky. I can't lie. I watched the Poland game yesterday. There are periods in that game where you can like dominate the French for a bit, but obviously going the other way, they're ruthless. Like yeah. Mbappe's pace, like it's silly. It is silly. Um, Carl Walker versus Mbappe. I, mm-hmm. I think I've seen it before in the Champions League, and Mbappe's came up on top. So I don't know. It's made a sound. Um, Walker yesterday enough times. Oh my god, yeah, I remember one time he did it and he like megged him and went round him. I just so if like if like, no offense to his mate, it's like, oh, a great player. He's not Mbappe. Like if yeah, if causing us problems. I'm not. I'm not looking forward to Mbappe. Yeah, um, but Giroud on top form as well. And like like us, they've got strength and depth as well. So I think it'll be it'll be a good battle. It'll be a good battle, but but yeah, I do think I think England could come out on top. I don't know. I think I'm just saying that being biased, but come on, play to the occasion and do do your thing in it. It'll be a high quality game either way though, I reckon. Yeah. I think, but do you think we're going to play five at the back? Yeah, I think we will just to snuff out that Mbappe, um, that Mbappe risk. I think Griezmann's an important player. He's like the one that kind of keeps it ticking. Like he's played a played a number eight 
but he's played out wide and then he's just occupied he's been given the uh, freedom to occupy um central roles as well yeah. so i think he's what keeps it ticking um creativity and he's played like a number eight box of box basically even though he's playing out wide but um yeah i think it's I think we will play five just to deal with Griezmann and Mbappe. Um, who do you think the midfield will be then? Because I don't... I'm sorry, I can't deal with another Southgate. I mean, I know it might get us the win. But do you want a five at the back with Rice and Henderson or Rice and Phillips? Mm-hmm. I obviously don't know, but... It's what he's going to do, isn't it? Yeah. 100% he drops. Uh, 100% he drops who? I'm not I'm not 100%, but I wouldn't like I trust him to drop Bellingham. I trust Gareth's decision making to go it's going to be Rice and Henderson, not Rice and Bellingham. At the same time, why would you change something? Don't fix what's not broken. Like we play 4 3 3, it's worked. We've won three out of four games. Yeah, like, but why would he stick with it? He's he's already making the move back. Like he's gone from having like a roaming ten to already playing Bellingham and Henderson either side of Rice, and then so he's already taken a step backwards from having a basically a front four to having four three three, and then he's going to go because if he really wanted to play Foden, Rashford, and Saka, he would have put Foden in the middle yesterday. And put Rashford in second. Yeah, yeah, I was. I do think, even though Phil Foden doesn't really play centrally for Man City, I do yeah. think centrally, easily, yeah. easily, he he can mm-hmm. occupy that space and be creative. He's one of the most creative players we have, um, and he's played there all his like like all through his footballing career in terms of up to first team level. So like. Yeah. And these kids are like, they're trained to very good standards. So he knows how to play that position and occupy like that. But I, I was, I was, I can't lie. I was one of those people when I saw Henderson pitch, I was like, like, just why? Like, that is shit. That is shit. I don't, I just don't particularly rate him as a footballer. No. Against the USA, he didn't, no, not USA, it was the Wales. He didn't have a great game, in my opinion. He, he does that thing I was saying you about um, when like he receives the ball at an angle and then first time cross and keeper always gathers it. It's so frustrating, and yeah, he's just. I guess he he brings leadership and experience. But... Yeah, but it's like he's a good person to have in the dressing room. He's not. You don't. Yeah, exactly. Also, if we're three 0 up, Conor Gallagher hasn't played a minute. Just put him on. Same same way, James Madison hasn't played a minute, and you're putting Mason. Mal- like, yeah. If you're gonna put someone who can play eight slash ten on, why would you make it Mason Mount and not James Madison, who's not played a minute and is better than Mason Mount and needs a bit of match fitness if you want to use him down the line? Exactly. I just don't want to see a repeat of him. Bringing on those players, like when it's penalty shootout, like oh, one minute to go. I think he's because, like, uh, you'd hope. I mean, you definitely hope so. Like, if you haven't learned, 
that's a bit worrying because I think that cost us that cost them the Euros. Um, but yeah, I think not even for like match fitness though. It's it's for like the morale in the squads, you know, like the harmony. Like if someone comes on and makes their first appearance, first England appearance, and first appearance in the World Cup, that's gonna automatically give them a lift and give everyone else a lift in the team, especially in a team like that where they're all so close and the harmonies. <laughs> harmony's great and they're all so likeable they're all going to be gassed for each other do you know what I mean so yeah putting Madison on even Trent like Trent could have come on yesterday it's like, I yeah. would like I would like to see Trent play I can't lie but I don't think I think round of 16 is kind of like the cut off to where like he's kind of got his set 11 or you like did, set 13 did. players he trusts and then with that I don't know it goes play against Wales or USA for like five minutes I did no, yeah, I did play against Wales. But I think the only the only position that you shouldn't like have everyone play at least a little bit is goalkeeper because the goal like second and third goalkeeper know they're there just in case Pickford gets injured. Like they know that like, Ramsdale sitting on that bench, not thinking, Oh, I can't wait to get on. Like he knows he's not getting on, he's just there to like do his part. Whereas everyone yeah. else wants a bit of game time, no matter how much you give them, and it'll make them so much happier when they do get it. Yeah, um, yeah, he's just doing a job for the team, man. Also, in your team, listen, if if he if he does drop Bellingham, that is a big mistake. I can't lie, he can't drop Bellingham. And after the performances this World Cup, man, he's put it in at a young age. So, listen, you gotta trust the guy, man. Trust the guy. So, school predictions against France. Not to put you on next Saturday at seven. I honestly, like, I be honest, we want honesty. It could, it, I, so I think it could just be two one either way. It, I think, yeah. it, he, he maybe scores first, um, and then either, was... either they get like lulled into a false sense of security, and then they concede two, or. They take that first goal, build on it, score a second one, then they feel a bit secure. And then the other team come back trying to win and score one goal, but don't get the second. But that's my prediction. Yeah, I think that's that's a pretty good prediction. Um, I was thinking, like, I can't actively think of when England have come from a losing position to win. Particularly against a decent, like, I've not seen them come. I mean, Germany springs to mind when they drew three all. I, but, huh? I, I can't think. Um, I just don't, I think that's a sign of I don't think it's happened, basically. <laughs> um, oh, oh, was that? Oh, no. The only people that have done it. For us, seem to be the lionesses, not the lions. So there we are. Well, if we can win a Euros in the World Cup, the same babies, that would be quite. That would be kind of. That would be quite a good achievement. Let's not lie. I I, I want to make the point though that this isn't even, um, like our 
max. Like, this is a very young squad that, apart from, say, the back line, they have so many years in their legs that they can only all get better and more experienced in this kind of situation. Like, we've been now to... We've now done the best in in three tournaments in a row that we've done for a long time. And... It's only going to get better for the like next six or eight years before it's mm. or it might get worse. So yeah, I was but I think the best proper players we've ever had, I reckon. Yeah, probably in terms of like covered comfortably over the pitch. Like there's there's never really apart from like Kane because he's literally generational, but there's never really a straight. Ah, uh, we know who's going to start and which position when, like, which is very good. Um, but I think you also wanted to talk about just World Cup in general because we spent a lot of time on England. Yeah, so. yeah. But I think I really enjoyed watching France yesterday. Um, I kind of find. I kind of found Mbappe even more dislikable than possible. Like I just saw him. Obviously, he's of insane talent and like incredible player, incredible player. Um, but when you don't get the ball, when the ball gets intercepted, or when you make a shit pass, you can't throw your hands up in the air and walk off. Like yeah. not not even into defensive position, just walk off. That really infuriated me. I was like, "What's the fuck? Like, what are you doing?" Is I was it? like, "For all his, for all his talent and all his, how special he is, that's not on. Like, seriously, his ego thing. It's egotistical. It's an insult to his teammates. What What do you expect to happen though when you idolize Ronaldo? Yeah, yeah, I suppose, but like, it could be what." I think they allow it because he's Mbappe. Like, he oh, is yeah. who he is. So, and it kind of makes sense. Like, Jordan was saying, like, was it Dennis Rodman? Like, they could allow him to... I mean, Mbappe's not yeah. doing this to this level, but Dennis Rodman could go partying in, I don't know, LA or something and come back the next day and play a game and miss training. But he'll win you the game or, like, he'll contribute massively. So... Yeah, you got. I mean, there's certain ways of treating people, treating your stars. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you've got to just allow it because of what they bring you on the pitch. And to be fair, yesterday he showed with two, two goals and an assist. Like again, dominant, dominant. Do you have eight eight World Cup goals? I think already. Yeah, five this twenty three. Five this year alone. Yeah. Wow. Um, but, um, you... I don't. Think, I think. I think my prediction of Julian Alvarez balling out is oh, coming yeah. through. Like, Absolutely. yeah, he's balling out. Like yeah, that's my good pick, and I've only seen little of him. I've not watched much Argentina, but when I have seen him, you just—he is unreal. Like, he's—he's he's just a very good player. Like, there's, there's yeah. nothing to say. Like, I think he gives them a different dimension. Argentina don't have much pace in the back got like to run in behind but he does that 
And he's just really smart. Yeah. I was thinking about how stupid Mount is. Like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've so the two I've I've watched two games of Mount like yesterday, even though he was only on for a little bit, and I assume it was against USA. He every single foul he does, he acts like it's a tactical foul, but it's never what like there was a real really good point where I think it was the USA were on a break, and if he just hacked out the man in front of him, he could have taken yellow. He might not have, but it would have been a good foul because otherwise they were on to score. Or like, but Pickford or a defender had to step in and make a good save, like a tackle. Hmm. But then all of his other fouls that he actually bothers doing aren't tactical in any way. Like the player gets past him. But there's no break on, and he just takes them out. Just let someone else deal with it. Let them like peter out. They're not going to go anywhere. Don't bother just giving him a free kick. Mm. Mm. Pretty sure like a lot of them come like the bar line as well. So like, the ball is going out. I feel like that's such a most amount. Of I didn't. I used to rate him. I can't lie. I used to. Yep. Don't shake your head. Don't shake your head, man. Listen, he used to ball out with Lampard. But recently, under two short ball and Southgate ball, just not the guy, innit? He's not the guy. He's always been right. player, is what I'll say. He's always been... He's always been what? This player. I think he, he might have benefited from a system that suits him, but he's always been... He's always had the underlying... You're not really anything special but you had something that helped you perform I contribute and I liked I liked watching him and Tammy up front man the young kids do their thing I wonder how I think he's doing alright I think it's more of a compliment to Lampard than anything because Tammy's got three goals one assist in 15 matches this season Tammy has. Yeah. Oh, struggling. But that's yeah. all right. Last season, he balled out. Rumor. Yeah, but I think... Maybe it's just a bad match, isn't it? It's okay. It does say more about Lampard than it does about Mount. I think it means Lampard's really good at maybe identifying where a player... Same with like a Wobi, but where a player isn't utilised correctly and he utilises them correctly and then when another manager comes in, sudden, like if a player suddenly looks worse under a different manager, that's more likely down to the manager than the player. Yeah. But I would I would touch on that um, Tammy point. I don't think goals in this list should be everything. Like, no, but... you're definitely, con- like Jesus is a good example. Contributions ap- across the pitch gives you, like, I think it's really undervalued the when strikers or when you're attacking get get the ball and like when you're throwing up the pitch, which allows the whole team to come forward or get their body in the way and win a foul. Like I think that's just as important as goals and assists, man. I don't think we should look at the face of G GNAs. So maybe he's not having a bad season. Maybe just like just not score. Obviously, you've got um 
you have to score as a striker. That's your job. But if they're getting goals from other places in the pitch, I don't think it's that bad, to be fair. But Jesus injured for three months. I think our title charge might be halting a bit. But yeah. Ninketia, Ninketia, step up. Step up, Jeremy. You haven't been getting goals from other places, though. Yeah, exactly. But he like was, I said, but he, he but does a bit, though. He was your goal provider at the start. And I know, as you as you made the point, yeah, he like it kind of diversified away from him, and he facilitated that. But you, you just need like there there will always be the facilitator for other players to score goals. I think in the Arsenal team, like it's coming back, like you, like, you, yeah. you have good creativity. So I don't think you're missing out without him. I think like it 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 can be a problem that gets fixed. I want yeah. you. Yeah, January's coming up as well, isn't it? So, but I want you guys to. What did you say? I want you guys. To oh yeah. Work. So do I. <laughs> um. Um. But as opposed to other seasons, like our defense has been looking very, very solid. So, if even if we're not scoring as many goals, as as well as we're looking after it at the back, I think it's kind of like clean sheet against Chelsea. We have conceded a few against Liverpool. But I I don't think our defence has been... Like Saliba and Gabriel seems to be a partnership that works. But they do have mistakes in them. Yeah. Especially Gabriel. Especially yeah. Gabriel. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So, yeah. I, I just want to... Hey. Do you have any like updates yeah. in terms of predictions for the World Cup? Like I, I I'm 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 fifty fifty as to whether Argentina, if they face Brazil, beat Brazil. No, is that is that who they're going to play? Yeah, they would in the semis if they got there. Who would they play in the quarters? I think Argentina are playing Holland. Argentina are playing Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Um. I think Holland could be a tricky test, man. I think the over-reliance on Messi is a bit worrying. Yeah. A bit worrying. And someone like the poor midfield as well, having some shaky games, it's not... It's a bit... It's a bit... Uh, I don't know. But tonight, it's Japan, Croatia, Brazil, South Korea. Listen, I would like... I don't know... I like South Korea to beat Brazil, you know. I don't really care about Brazil. I don't buy into this Brazil hype. I slightly do, actually, because Brazil are Brazil. But, like, I would... I slightly do, but I do buy into it a bit. Just but like... And immediately go, well, I do, actually. Yeah, I do buy into the Brazil. Because Brazil are the World Cup, I think. They are the World Cup. Like, when I think of the World Cup, I think that's 2014 in Brazil. Like it was samba dancing, all that. Love that. Um, but I would like an upset until, but I would like a competitive final as well. Do you know what I mean? So, like, as much as it, it is nice to see these upsets, I don't want to get to the 18th of December and it'll be like a thrashing, like 5 0. Like, I want to see an exciting and 10 game. Do you know what I mean? Because then that's just heartbreaking. 
I think if we beat France, we're in the final. Who would we play? Well, I think the semis would likely be Portugal. And I we think can we, beat Portugal. Yeah. So I think it's either us or France at this point, potentially in the final. I think Port. This is the thing. I think Portugal could beat France, but I don't think they could beat us. Yeah, I don't know. Portugal could be a bit of like a an Italy esque in terms of mm. playing a bit dirty, Jane. The tactical fouls and stuff like that. I think, I think, I don't see us do that enough. Like, be smart. Like, be a bit of a prick. Do you know what I mean? Well, Portugal, like, like, no huh? We've got no yellow cards so far this tournament. Yeah. Because I don't think like that, yeah. I think we're very nice. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like we're we're the team, we're like the team that like pride ourselves on getting tackled and getting back up and then and yeah. like the referees not referees don't blow anymore if you just get up after a tackle. Like there's a reason people yeah. down and it's to win free kicks. And I, I I disagree with it massively, but there are referees that if if you carry on, that's your choice, and you, that's not a foul. Like, yeah, like Foden wrote right. before crossing it to Henderson or no Kane or whoever. Who scored? Saka. Saka. Yeah, Foden rode the tackle. Many other footballers would have gone down in that situation. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I don't see us being nasty enough. Like when when Saar went past Walker, I was just like, take him down. Mm. It's an ego thing, but like take it down, take him down, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like I think Portugal I just feel like other teams, not even like just Portugal, just other teams know how to play the game like that. Like Argentina, I feel like South Americans especially there. They're they're on it like that. It was nice to see Suarez cry as well. I like that. that yeah, way. especially against Ghana. Like, I, I loved the fact that Ghana fans were chanting Korea in the stands while Suarez was crying. Like, yeah. I I I saw all these. T- like, I'm I'm really not surprised that um, everyone was like saying, oh, he pulled his best game out against Ghana out of racism." I said that when you went past, he just. <laughs> He would just say the yeah, was like, God knows what he's doing, man. Um, you go really underwhelming. I think our predictions go through. I don't know. I can't remember, but you go what? They were trash. Yeah. I feel sorry for Valverde. He was balling out. But like balling out as much as he could. And that's dropping team. Yeah, um, we both said Uruguay would go for three. Yeah. Well, we nearly got the whole Spain Germany group wrong. Like for three minutes, that that was so wrong. Oh, like yeah. career. Who was it? Who was about to go past? Go through? Is it Japan? Costa Rica and Japan were about to go through. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I would have loved that. That would have been amazing. 
Um, yeah, you put yes. Korea through, you you put Korea to be last in the group as well. There you go. Like I said, they'd be third. I did get Australia right though, and then I changed it. Like in the podcast, I like on my list, they're written down second, and then I put change it when we were doing a little. When we were doing the podcast, you can there's an arrow on my paper like switching Denmark and Australia with each other. Yeah, Denmark was a real shocker. Then, man, then, <laughs> yeah, Belgium. I say real shocker, like on paper. I think a lot of my thinking was like uh 2016 kind of thing or 2014. Do you know what I mean? I was thinking about those teams, but like Belgium very old and even looking at the comments said before the tournament and there was just no harmony in that squad yeah and they're all like what 30 31 kind of thing probably last tournament together martinez is not a good manager either i don't think he ever has been yeah i think um, i i did i did say that and i still put them first like i said they're an old <laughs> i said we, I think we all overestimate how good Belgium are. And I still put them first because I didn't think anyone in that group was like going to do better. But you couldn't have predicted Lukaku missed that many chances, man. Yeah, you could. Have you seen him play for Chelsea? <laughs> nah, but you think he'll, he'll bag at least one. <laughs> oh. Honestly, Lukaku and Martinez. Yeah players awful Martinez did you watch Antina Un- game the other day honestly if Messi's not scoring for yeah. you I think it's worrying for them like Martinez is like Higuain in disguise man like he was awful there were like three chances he should have bagged at least one skied one it's just like how are you an elite sh- elite striker I'm just trying to work out how could they fix it like because you can't, I don't. I feel like you can't even play. For example, Alvarez would be a good false nine, but I don't think you could do that because I think you, if you put anyone in false nine position, you want Messi there, but you want Messi deeper so he can actually do stuff in the midfield. Mm. Like they, you don't have a way that you can get around like having Martinez up front when you have Messi in your team because you need him to be deeper. But wow, when he's deeper, goals and assists. 789 goals in 1,000 games. Oof. I mean, Oof. I've always, as I, I've always been United fans, I've always supported Ronaldo, but I've always said Messi's the better football player. Right. Thanks for clearing that up, mate. Right. <laughs> Listen, Ronaldo fanboys have been your DMs, mate. Piers Morgan getting on to you. I block. I blocked him yesterday. I was like, I can't be bothered. To, I don't. <laughs> I don't want this man to be on my timeline anymore. I just don't want to see it. So I blocked him, and hopefully, I just never hear because all he does is try to piss people off and try and get reactions. Yeah. And I'm never going to reply to Piers Morgan because I, I'm not weird but 
he's just like it's just gonna make me angry just seeing anything he says so there's no point like acknowledging his existence I hear that I hear that that's a good decision you made there mature so thank you for sticking with us so far we'll see you in the next one listen you're not going to notice a cut but bye hello and welcome back to god's best kids um you did not notice a cut don't worry we've been here all the time um so after that little football segment yeah um i just want to talk about time or lack of you know do you how often do you read do you get um, to read i think the answer is probably the same as yours not as much as i'd like to yeah and that's what i just wanted to say i just want to say i feel like i actually have no time to read and when i do feel like i do have time to read my head is already so consumed by whatever like it tends to be after uni work so it mm. just seems to be consumed by that that i can't even break down something that could be so simple like my head is just a bit frazzled well as someone who has like done multiple things to try and fix this um what what how do you read first of all is it laptop phone kindle but yeah physical straight up physical only. yeah same i'm i'm very i i've got a stat i've spent like too much money on physical books this year but not that i've managed to read most of them because i don't have time but <laughs> when do you try and read like what kind of time when yeah. Um. To be fair, like evening, like eight nine, okay. not right before bed, but enough time before bed. Do you know what I mean? Okay. See, I I, I don't read in with daylight ever. I'm a fan of reading at half an hour either side of sleep so you wake up read for half an hour and but before no. you go to bed reading for half an hour like it puts you in a good place and you don't think about anything that's like happening in your world like it's a good way to kind of shift um the, the other thing is i so i i've identified like a piece of time in my day that i kind of just waste by being on my phone is there like anything you do in a day that you don't really do anything productive, but and is um, necessary? It's unnecessary. Well, to say that I'm productive every minute of the day is a bit, it's a lie. But like probably on my phone as well. But then again, my screen time's like three, four hours. Yeah, same. same. So, so like, so like I don't go on my phone that often. No, no, no. I do. I think I I go on my phone often, but with little chunks. That's what it is. So then it's only four hours. Do you know what I mean? Same. 
I'm, I'm exactly like me and you are quite similar people in like, a lot of things. Yeah. Well. Um, well. Okay, so one thing I don't, I'm trying not to do. I do it sometimes. I slip up, but one thing that's helped me recently, like read quite a lot. Just don't take your phone to the toilet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's good. If if you're going to be sitting on that toilet for however long it takes you personally to sit on the toilet. <laughs> This guy just have a bit of literature instead of because otherwise yeah. I'll be scrolling on Twitter or watching a YouTube video and I'll get lost and I'll like then keep scrolling once I'm out of the toilet or keep watching YouTube while I'm out of the toilet. If I have a book, it's like I might not read it once I'm out of the toilet, but I'll get a nice like pro like progression through that book just by reading it while I'm doing something that is literally probably the least productive thing you can do which is sitting on a toilet yeah no that's good that's good i think i i'm bad for it like i bring my phone when i um brush my teeth as well oh same both, both sides of the day like that's my, i would just that's my twitter time that's my twitter time yeah yeah, yeah same twitter time so yeah i will try that actually um Especially because, like, I've now found like a book that I'm actually kind of interested in. I think I, I previously like diagnosed it to being books that I just wasn't interested in, kind of thing. But over summer, I read, I read quite a lot. Like, I set myself like because I wasn't doing anything really. Yeah. Like I set myself like, like read at least fifteen pages a day, and I actually sped through Carlo Ancelotti's autobiography. Oh, cool. So that was, yeah. I think that's the last time I properly read a book. But now, I think over Christmas, I think I have a lot more time on my hands. But now with like uni work, it's really hard to even comprehend. Sometimes I'm just like, what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get that. Um, yeah. I th- yeah, I think just like see what works. Like, it's always good trying stuff. Um, yeah, what kind of book books do you read? Um, I mo- I mostly read. What is it? Non fiction. Non fiction. Yeah. Uh, mostly quite. Oh, they real. Educational, like. Um, yeah. I'm currently reading a book called "Watching the English" by Kate Fox, which I've pretty much told everyone who I care about about because it's an amazing book and. It's so she's yeah, a, I mean, you talk about yeah okay. she's an anthropologist. Uh, she's an anthropologist. It's all about how basically what makes English people English people. Like the first the first section or chapter is all about weather talk and the different degrees of weather talk and how you respond to weather talk differently depending on if you're talkative or not. Like but you must never disagree with the weather talk even if you feel warm and someone says it's a bit cold isn't it if you say no i'm actually quite warm that person's immediately going to be a bit offended which is actually quite true if i if someone says to me it's not a great day for it is it and i like like just a random person say in the woodlands like says that and i go yeah no you know i'm all right it's quite nice and then they they just go and like keep walking and don't talk to me anymore. No, okay, cool. Yeah. I think even in 
like chilled environments. Like I'd go to football and they'd be like, oh, the pitch is shit. Like the weather's shit. I'd be like, I thought it was a perfect day. In my head, I'm like, it's a perfect day. I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. It is, it is a bit shit. See, the, that's... We all fall in that trap. Well, that's the other thing. Um, well, not the other, but one of the biggest parts of English culture is com- that is said in the book is just we love to complain about absolutely everything. Like, it doesn't matter if it's worth complaining about. It's it, it's a big bonding session that we all kind of go through is like to complain about everything, no matter how it is. And I that's probably quite accurate. Like, is mm. there like a series of? Do you reckon there's a series of these books where they look at cultures in other countries? Because that'd be quite interesting to see as well. Sadly, not. Um, you compare us to any countries, though. The the only thing that I've learned about other countries, I mean, I think there's a few bits in there about France, because for a time when she was a child, the author lived in France. But okay, there's a snippet about Poland um and their driving rules if if you're on a huh i've been to poland yeah um where did you go where yeah i went to krakow and a place called zakopan how was it really enjoyable actually i really enjoyed it i've been playing twice actually um yeah i really enjoyed it i went skiing first time and then they can tell it was summer and it was lit. So I so as I, I don't know if you've experienced this, that's but they do this thing where if you want to overtake a car, you pull out. So say you're going down like any of the roads around us, like not country lanes, but like good old dividing line away line, but not very much room really. Mm-hmm. You you can't overtake if a car's coming towards you because you'll just crash into no. it. In Poland, if you pull out into the middle, the car coming towards you goes as wide to the edge of the road as they can, and the car that you're overtaking goes as wide to the edge of the road as they can, and you just go through the middle. Wow. What? And this, <laughs> this woman, an anthropologist, went to Poland with like her partner, and she was driving their hire car and she said, just try it. Like her, her partner thought, you're insane, like we're going to die. And sure enough, like she was overtaking a lorry and the car on the other side just went <laughs> and let her overtake this lorry. That is odd because like, if you ever try that around us, you probably just crash in the, into the parked cars everywhere. So yep. you just probably wouldn't work but listen it's setting the culture that's mad um yeah i i want to borrow that book after yeah sure i i i'm i've so i've told so many people they can borrow it like i'm it's one of those books that i think is just like it's one of those books that is worth reading Mm. yeah i know those books but um, moving on, well, not really. This is quite intertwined. Um, we're going to talk, I'm going to skip one quickly and then 
talk about like the feeling of having to be productive every minute of the day. And I feel like that a lot. Like as min- the minute I wake up, I'm like, oh, I need to get a move on. Like I don't, I don't know how that's set into. Do you experience that as well? How do you feel about that? Um, my producer would say I do, yeah. Um, the look I just got would suggest that I I'm, I don't spend a second in bed longer than I have to, which is absolutely true. Um, but it's not. I don't think for me it's about I have to be productive all the time. I think it's about it's getting something out of the way early to set the tone for the day, or. Hmm. But like if you have a list of tasks to do, I think it I always find it nicer to say like get out of bed at 7:30, do one of those tasks as quick as I can. And then like, for example, we're shooting this at 9:30 on a Monday morning, right? And the reason that I chose to do that, I don't know about you, is that it means that I have a long like longer in the day to do the other things I need to do instead of like having this in the middle of the day and waiting for it to come whilst doing a few odd tasks and then having less time the rest of the day to be productive. No, no, I agree. That's why I I want it done as well. I did say, I was like, I just, it gives me an excuse to wake up early and get something done straight away kind of thing. I literally wake up at nine, shower, bang, I'm here. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just feel like even at like, 9 9 p.m i just be like ah oh. like i feel like i'm i'm itching like i just need to do something do you know i mean i never i never feel like in that state of and then when i do this like nothing i just like ah oh, this is like, i'm kind of wasting my time but doing nothing is really nice it's just really nice but it just feels like i've got a million other things i should be doing or i could be a lot more productive now I think it's down to this hustlers, to the hustlers stuff on TikTok or whatever. I don't know. You've got to be, you've got to be, you've got to be doing something every minute of the day. I don't know. I don't know what it's down to. I'm just being a bit facetious, but yeah. So do you feel like you feel, pre- you, so you feel like you feel pressured? Not, not by anyone, just like by myself. Like in my head, I should like, like do something kind of thing do something with your time I would argue that that's probably a little bit unhealthy like I think it's always good to have that I've always got a spur of productivity and like trying to do things in a day like I have a to-do list as long as my arm like every week and I try and get as much of it done as I can like um there are things that get in the way of that but there are also things that it's really important to take a break like daily and make sure mm. you have time like i know it's me, I'll take it. i'm sure you do but i know it's not the same for you like you're at uni right now but i make sure every day i spend enough time with my family for example so your nine o'clock predicament like at 9 p.m where you've like feel like you should be doing something I don't have that because 9 p.m. for me is time where I'm with my family and like enjoying their company. So 
I have that when I'm on my own. I have that when I'm at uni. Like, it feels horrible when you're at uni, and like, say you're just watching Netflix in bed or something. Uh, I could, mm. I could doing something. I, like, I've got no one around me. Why am I wasting my time doing something that I should really only to be doing when I'm sh- trying to share stuff with people? Like, um, I think it's just. As long as you know that what you've done in the day is good. Yeah. That, that's how I see it. I, it's more about how much I do more than have I... Op- what I do. Yeah, it's not It's not like, have I optimised my day? That doesn't matter. It's like, have I, like, I don't know, bettered myself or put myself in a better place than I was yesterday? Like, have I yeah. fixed... At least 1%. Yeah, like, have I fixed my car? Have I... Hey, what's wrong with your car? Well, nothing, because it's fixed. Hey. Um, <laughs> like, have I edited the podcast? Have I made a thumbnail? Have I, like, bought Christmas presents? Have I wrapped... Like, they're not big things, but if you've, like, done enough to help your life tick on out like in terms of even small tasks around the bigger tasks that you might focus on mm. it helps like not every task that you should do in a day needs to be like a big undertaking like yeah that's true your emails and clearing your emails is like a 15 minute thing but that's emails i love emails it helps you a lot yeah message me through emails i love emails i love replying to that shit man so professional. So pre- <laughs> Well, speaking of, well, you were speaking of uni. Yeah. Um, did you feel at uni? I don't no. know. Your producer wants to get in on this one as well. You kind of live for the weekends, like you are already living for the weekends. Which we have spoken about this before in terms of within British culture and especially work culture. I think in the big cities, especially, you live for the weekends in terms of you work from Monday to Friday and then Friday night. You just, I don't know, you just feel the weekends go extremely, let's just say on Sunday night, you just feel like you've done nothing with your weekend, even though you're extremely tired and you've probably gone out and fucked around. Producer? producer not um so my uni experience is probably quite different because I, I went to a uni in Epsom which was quite a quiet place not very much going on and first year I lived quite a way away from the town so I couldn't really go out that much and I had a few instances that made me not enjoy my going out too often um but I think I think it's yeah it's it's not really one that I can answer, but I, I think I understand like I I think because like right now I'm probably the same like because I've got a part time job and like during the week I'm doing things anyway and I'm on my own like because people around me are also working so if I'm not at work other people still are and. I don't have much to like look forward to in that aspect. So then like 
I do wait for the weekend to come around because that's when I can spend time with my friends, my family, whoever. So, mm. so yeah, I I get it, but I think it's kind of just you need to give yourself that little something every day, like yeah, the week. It shouldn't just be the weekend. Like you are a uni student, like. The I the the most times we went out drinking at uni was like midweek. Really, producer nodded yeah. that too. Like, it, as she just said, it depends on the uni. If you didn't hear that, but <laughs> well, my uni, for example, had a lot of midweek events slash socials. Oh, okay. Which most people do take part in. Yeah, and we would yeah. we would just like as a course we would just be like does anyone want to get on it tonight and then go out drinking yeah um, even if it's just the chill one at someone's house or if it's like going to Spoons ending up at someone's house or going to Spoons and then going out to a club like it 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 was usually quite spontane- spontaneous and like midweek like because we were always together in the week at uni so then it would just be like should we just go out after this yeah i hear that i think it's more the feeling of earning it do you know what i mean feeling like that shot of adrenaline you kind of earn that okay and even like even like living to play fifa at the weekends man i love it listen we not to play fifa but the so, feeling of being your friends, do you know what I mean? And, you know, I made six... I don't, I don't know that feeling, yeah. I know that feeling very well. Do you know the feeling of owing your friends 60 quid? No. Yeah, nor do I. <laughs> um, I. I don't, but a housemate of mine, I won't drop his name, but listen, pay up, buddy. The bailiffs are coming. So would you say this feeds into your productivity? <laughs> Like you don't you don't feel like you've done enough so you don't almost deserve to be able to do that well say that last bit again please like you don't feel like you've done enough so you don't feel like you deserve to have a break like i could play 2k for a couple of hours and be like yeah what have i just done yeah essentially But I guess we're all figuring it out. It's yeah, it's just about you finding out how it the balance works for you. Like what does feel like you've done enough? What isn't enough for you? Yeah. Perhaps I've done a lot for some like if I was someone else, that might be a lot. But for me, I probably feel like I could do a lot more than I am doing. Yeah, I'm the same. Like I've, as I say, yeah. I've got a to-do list for a week. I never usually finish my to-do list because there's a lot of things on there. But my aim is always to be able to finish it. Like, I should be able to, but I don't always. So I've not done enough, but like, I'm always disappointed if I don't finish it. Um, I think maybe just try not to pin it all on the weekend. Yeah, that's true. Like, space it out, right? 
you're allowed to work on the weekend and you're allowed to break during the week, right? Mm. Yeah. You're not. I, know, I just I think. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. I know that like, in the working world, like you want your weekend for you and you want your weekdays to be your work days. But whilst you're at uni and if you are unemployed thereafter, um, use like use the time liberally like it's your time you can say I visit my grandparents in the week sometimes and then I'll make up for that by working a couple hours on the weekend like it's it's about ensuring that you do enough each day to do enough in terms of productivity make you feel like you've done what you want to do but also make sure you have that social and family and like those breaks and those treats for you to like feel like your mind is in a healthy place yeah i hear that thanks for joining me today do you have any any more comments i don't think i do you know i'm I'm always happy to be here i'm i love talking to you ah thanks likewise I love hearing your perspective on everything too. How are you enjoying the podcast? Or being a podcaster? I'm I'm definitely enjoying it quite a lot. Um, do you remember? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna name someone here. Do you remember Matt? He's like your friend. Friends with like yeah, and Archie and that. Yes, but no, but yes. Really happy bubbly guy. I can't yeah. remember, like the nicest probably person that you'd have met who's friends with me, to be honest. Um, he sent us, a, he sent me a lovely message saying he listens to every single episode, either before work or like before or in bed. And oh, he, he one subscriber last week and he makes sure he watches it, all of them and he really enjoys it. So, because he's, he's just a man of like a pure heart, right? So shout out Thanks. to Matt. Thanks, Matt. I really appreciate that. What a man. Thank you. That's that's so nice. Isn't it? Right. Please don't feel forced to. <laughs> I, 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 I've never told him to watch it. Anything he does is off his he's just I'm a very bad. He's just a very good supporter of people around him. Yeah, yeah, I like people like that. He's he's a, he's a very important person in like probably everyone's lives that he touches. To be honest, so it's good. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate your support. Keeps us going, man. Shout out, Matt. Ah, uh, thanks to your producer as well. Keeping keeping the sh the show on, on float. She said you that. She said she said what? Sorry. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Um, 2K game. We, we don't talk about 2K. Am I right to say you lost today? Well, we've only played a half, but we said we were only going to play a half before the podcast, and I lost like 31 28 or something. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is poor. Yeah. That is poor. I taught her everything. Listen, you taught her everything she knows. 
then what's your excuse for me? I've never played the game before and you've never played me before, so there we go. I don't think that's true. I'm pretty sure you lost to her as well. No, I nah. Can I beat this? This isn't true. This isn't true, man. Listen, you can speak to my lawyers. Didn't happen. But anyway, thank you for joining me once again. G, it's nice to see you. As always. See you next week. Well, Friday. <laughs> Let's hope it's Friday this time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've kind of forgot to film a podcast the other day, like last week. We would have been filming because ago if either of us had memories. This would have been done. Yeah. It just slips our minds. And listen, we we make it work. Yeah. We make it work. We make it work. And but, yeah. Episode ten might be an in person one. Oh, possibly. Yeah. Who knows? We'll surprise you. <laughs> Exciting. Uh, thanks. Thanks again. And love and affection. Love and affection. Bye. Bye.